and Talk. I'm your host, Tim Allran, and I am delighted to be with you today. Thank you for joining me. Um, please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Appreciate that. Um, and I am glad to be with you today, but I am also equally glad to be with, once again, Dr. Sophia Caudill from Bull City Psychotherapy in Durham. Dr. Caudill, welcome back. Thanks, Tim. Happy to be here, and welcome also to another episode of Sex in the Bull City, um, my practices podcast. So thanks for being with us. Oh, uh, awesome! Always a good time to uh, uh, a good time with you. So last week I talked about um, forgiveness, mm-hmm. and at various times over the podcast I have talked about, you know, the, really the the podcast theme is believing is thinking, and so the the impetus behind that was really, I kind of thought it would be more of a positive thinking podcast because, you know, there's so much in the world about positive thinking. I mean, I think back to, you know, Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people and uh, just how we think about how we think. Mm -hmm. And what I'm seeing more and more of, and, and I certainly have had some of this myself, is with all of, and we talk about this a lot, uh, often on in the podcast, about all this isolation. Right. Um, people are alone more, obviously. And so they're with their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I've had several people say, you know, I can't stop thinking about something I did or a regret. I, you know, I keep spiraling on that one thing. Or they're anxious. Or they can't, and they don't know why. Or they're trying to be distracted. So I know we talked about healthy ways to deal with isolation. Mm-hmm. What I want to quiz you about today is how those and those are good behavioral things uh, to do, like you know, call friends and that sort of thing. But how do we get inside of our head, or can we get inside of our head to stop it? How much control do we really have over what's going on between our ears? That's a really great question. Um, There's so many ways I could answer that. And I think the first thing I'm going to offer is the way to get out of our head is to stay in the present moment and to really try to find the present moment. Because when we are obsessing and worrying about something that happened in the past or something we did in the past, that's really akin to depression. The past is depression. And when we are focused and stressed about something that is to come, or something that we would like to have happen in the future, that's anxiety. So neither of those is is really helpful, especially during COVID when there's so much that is unhelpful that we're dealing with. And so trying to just really anchor ourselves in the present moment is most people's goals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of talk about mindfulness movement. I mean, I've, I've, I've listened to some of uh, Eckhart Tolle yeah. a lot, and uh, that, there's a whole industry on just mindfulness and consciousness. And it sounds easy. It sounds like, well, just, just remind yourself that the past is the past and the future is, you know, may never happen. Um, and this moment is all we have. And, and, you know, that sounds good. And it sounds like, well, why can't I do that? So people I've talked to, and and even myself from time to time, I'm like, okay, why can't I remember to be in the moment? Why do I start, I may start out with, okay, I'm in the moment, deep breath, 
God, I wish I hadn't done that three years ago, or God, I wish I, that hadn't happened last year, or oh my gosh, I, am I gonna am I gonna go back to work? Am I gonna? What about the bills? What okay? What are the kids? What's gonna happen with the kids going back to school? You know, so it's this whole volleyball back and forth of you're anxious and maybe regretting the past, and you're anxious about the future, and you're not enjoying the present. So it sounds like a real mess. I mean. So I, I think about the brain as, you know, I, I like to simplify everything. and I, I like that because uh, yeah. I need a lot of simplification. I like it too. Thank you very much. Yeah. So um, I think about the brain as like a series of train tracks. And so the brain does what the brain knows to do. So if our brain is used to being anxious, our brain is going to be anxious. And it's going to keep doing that automatically. So we work our brain into a place of being automatic with whatever the habit is. When we're trying to learn how to be more present focused, that's not a brain habit for most of us. I don't even know if it is for any of us. We have to be very um, intentional and purposeful in the work that we do to, to train our brain to be more in the present moment. That means, and there's a hundred ways we can do that. A lot of people do that by practicing mindfulness meditation. None of this is easy. Right. I mean, it, it sounds easy, but it's very difficult. Difficult. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we can do lots of things to calm our brain down mm -hmm. so that it's easier to be present-minded. I mean, some of the things that I, I think are helpful are mindfulness meditation, Rigorous exercise is a great way to, to reduce anxiety. Therefore, we can be more present-minded. Also, neurofeedback is something else um, that we have here at the practice. And there's a lot of ways to help settle the brain, but we've got to settle the brain if we are going to be in the present moment. And so there's just a lot of ways to do that. Okay. So let's... And those are great tips. Thank you for, for sharing those. So let's kind of dissect a little bit of those. So... You know, I know at one point uh, we talked about meditation in terms mm -hmm. of when we were doing the healthy ways to cope with isolation. So let's talk a little bit about, about meditation. And, you know, there's guided meditation, right. there's mindful meditation, there's silent meditation, there's uh, some people just, they say they just pray. And that is, that, that is their, their meditation. So if, you, if you've never done it, and the thought of sitting quietly is terrifying for you. Where where would you tell someone to start? What's the what's the easy way if you're not doing meditation or have never done it? What's a good way to start with this? Yeah, I, I first I feel like I need to say, um, and I will answer that. If I forget, let me know okay. that I, I didn't answer it. But first, I feel like I need to say, learning how to meditate is like really hard. It's like an Olympic, you know, athletic feat of mm -hmm. the brain for, for a lot of people. And certainly for me, it was, um, I think there's a lot of great ways to learn how to meditate. You can sign up for a workshop is great. Uh, that's what I had to do. It was so difficult for me. Um, it wasn't terrifying. It was painful. It was like, I would rather be getting a root canal with no anesthesia. Mm -hmm. It was so painful to sit still for three minutes. I just wanted to scream and so I went to a week-long workshop where I was quiet and silent. Um, I had to learn how to do it that way. Um, so that's op an option always for people. And there's even some great online options right now during okay. COVID. But there's also these apps um, that I love. One of them is called Headspace. Right. Another one's called Calm. Mm -hmm. And Insight Timer is a guided meditation app. So there's so many ways to learn how to meditate. I mean, I prefer 
silent meditation and the research that I pay attention to is with silent mindfulness meditation, but prayer is also very effective. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of research on prayer out there. Um, And then also a lot of us do prayer and meditation combined. Mm -hmm. So prayer might happen at the beginning, then meditation or vice versa. So there's some very accessible, effective, even free ways to learn how to meditate. Mm -hmm. So... The apps are a great suggestion. I know I've used Calm and Breathe and Headspace, and mm-hmm. I've, I've tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, Breathe's another one. That's right. And, yeah. and they're all uh, they're all very similar. They're all very good. I think they're they're, they're pretty affordable, and they also offer a lot of uh, free options mm-hmm. um, before you have to get into a subscription. Um, so meditation, and then you mentioned a couple other. Oh, neurofeedback. Neurofeedback. So neurofeedback is another way to train. It's really a a brain training. So that was invented um, to help kids who had attention deficit. So it's it's an incredibly effective way to train the brain. It's it's brain training, basically. So it's helpful for stress, trauma, depression, um, overall quality of, of brain life satisfaction, um, that's something, there's a, a new app called MindLift that I'm a preferred provider. And mm-hmm. so people can actually do um, neurofeedback through their mobile device. And they just get a, a headset that I sell here or I can tell them where to get it on online. But for people, and I've certainly used MindLift. So for people who have sleep issues or attention deficit or any of the other things I've mentioned, I have sleep issues. Um, neurofeedback is incredibly helpful. It's, I mean, to me, the way I think about neurofeedback is like mindfulness meditation on steroids. So I do both. Um, and and I'll have my clients who can afford MindLift to do that. And it really, it's not something you do forever. It's something that you'll do for like three, four, five months. And then your brain is, is, is really trained in a different way, Mm -hmm. um, to how you want it, how you're looking for it to be. And you don't have to keep doing it forever, but you will want to meditate forever. Right. So when so when you say you, you there's a headset that goes with it, is that? It's called the Muse, uh-huh. and there's a website. <laughs> this is I'm, we're doing a lot of good free advertising for all these guys. So Muse. <laughs> and by the way, this there. No, <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you guys haven't noticed, I don't have any commercials on my podcast yet. I am I'm working on that. So please subscribe. It would really help me out a lot. <laughs> no, I'm teasing about that. But Muse is another company that is pretty phenomenal. They've created a couple of different headsets at this point. So Muse has. They're, they're really about, uh, it's a brain sensing headset and, um, you can actually learn how to meditate with the Muse headset. So I totally forgot about those guys. Sorry about that. I think about that with neurofeedback right. only, but they also partnered with the company MindLift for neurofeedback. So, the, so Muse actually is another great resource for meditation. So does it, does it stimulate the brain in some no, way? No, it or? senses the brain. So the, it's too bad. I don't, I have one. In, in my other room, but sorry I didn't bring it in here so you sure. could see it. So you just sort of, it's like a little headband uh-huh. and it has six sensors on it and right. it senses what part of the brain is activated and working. And so it, that's how it trains the brain because you get a score when you do neurofeedback. Like it's, the way I do it is the music is either soft or loud. Mm-hmm. And when I make the music louder, that means my brain is working in the right way. When when I kind of lose focus and I'm flaking out, then the music gets softer. Okay. So it's not like a you, you don't get like a little shock if you're if no, you're having a bad no, 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 no. Oh boy, no. Okay. So, so, 
I, I'm really fascinated by that. Yeah. I had no idea that something like that it's existed. It's awesome. So it's it, it's it's a it's a headband and it has six sensors on it, and you put it on and do you does is there an app with it? So Muse has an app okay. that it'll teach you how to meditate. Interesting. Yeah, and so like when we're in the zone for meditation, then we'll get to see our score later. And you, it's always with sounds because your eyes are usually closed. Mm-hmm. So you might hear a lot of birds chirping when you're in the zone. And um, that's that's a, that's a pretty cool way to learn how to meditate as well. Okay. And then again, for neurofeedback, it's, it's similar. Okay, Muse, I'm going to have to hit them up for sponsorship after this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're welcome. Exactly. Well, thank you very much. Um, what are the benefits of meditation, I, I mean, obviously to quiet quiet the brain, so you're not um, ruminating. Which you know, I've been doing some ruminating, and you and I were talking before we started recording recording about some things with with me personally. Um, rumination is when you're the same thoughts over and over and over, sort of spiraling, and you can't mm-hmm. sort of like get them to stop. And right. I, I tend to be one of those personalities that maybe I don't know if it's a little OCD or what, but I, I kind of get in that zone, and then I figure I got I got to break this sort of thing. So. The benefits are... So there's a ton of benefits to meditation. So, you know, I think first and foremost, it increases the brain's neuroplasticity. So it makes our brain more flexible and plastic to be able to learn new things. Like when we're talking about that brain training, um, when we're, if we're trying to, if we're in therapy and we're trying to learn new ways to behave or, you know, become more self-aware then having increased neuroplasticity of the brain is going to be helpful for all of that. It's also going to allow new things that we learn to really stick in and, and you know, build a foundation that, that we're looking for. But, but um, meditation is great for so many things. It reduces depression, reduces anxiety, improves relationships, again, increases our self-awareness. I, I also use it a lot with my clients and myself for being able to notice what my thoughts and feelings are because I'm the one who needs to be in charge of that or, you know, each person respectively. So we're the ones who have to notice if we, oh, did I just get triggered? So a lot of the work I do is, is noticing, um, oh, oh, my abandonment schema was just triggered. That means this, this, and this happened and I need to do this, this, and this to help myself right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. So being, being able to be self-aware at a very deep level is is a benefit of meditation and but again there's there's it reduces you know high blood pressure i mean makes us more body self-aware so that we can know and feel changes in our body mm-hmm. so i mean there's just so many it, it, you know again i think it's i think i said it improves relationships but even when couples that i work with or or parents and kids when they meditate together mm-hmm. it's a it's a very bonding experience even if they're not doing anything they're not even talking none of that's going on they're just sort of near each other listening to the same meditation or meditating in silent together for the same time frame um really helpful interesting yeah i think way before i started the podcast i was um uh with some friends and i said something about um positive thinking or controlling our thoughts and feelings and someone in the group said we don't have control over our feelings we don't have control over what we think and I said really and it's been an interesting journey over the last 13 weeks that I've been doing the podcast because I'm finding that it really is much harder than I thought it was I mean it's like during these times of isolation 
when people are repeatedly coming back and telling me, you know, which the feedback on the podcast has been awesome. So everyone, thank you so very much for reaching out. It means an awful lot. And um, I'm, I'm gratified to know that we are doing something that is, is beneficial. And certainly thank you, Dr. Caldwell. Um, but it really is difficult. People have just a, a hard time. And I know at one point, you know, I asked you the question. I said, why are we so afraid to be alone? And you talked about original grief. So, and I know that's a whole separate, right. a whole separate thing. Um, but in these meditative exercises or, and it, it is hard. I mean, it's really difficult to, to sit with yourself and, and just sit. But these, these things, the, the guided meditation or the quiet meditation and the muse uh, or whatever technique you're, you're using, is that, quiet, is that quieting the mind right now for what we're doing to just kind of bring us in the moment, but it doesn't really cure the trauma that maybe we've, that we're carrying someplace in the back of us? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I would, I mean, I would not say, and you know, if I'm wrong, I apologize and you're welcome to have your own opinion. And if I'm not aware of the research, I apologize. But I would not say that meditation fixes trauma. I would say that it can help us be more comfortable being uncomfortable when we're thinking about our trauma or when we're feeling our trauma. I still highly recommend trauma work. Sure. And, you know, I think EMDR and brain spotting is incredibly effective. So I think that meditation is most helpful for just, again, being comfortable with the uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that's how that's how life is a lot of the times as things are not always perfect right. and and that's okay that's what living is about it's a part of the human condition but how can we be comfortable with the uncomfortable so that we can stay present minded because when we're not comfortable with the uncomfortable we turn to things like addiction, which is what I specialize in. And so there's lots of ways to numb out Mm -hmm. when we're not able, when our brain is not capable of being tolerant Mm -hmm. to being uncomfortable. And so meditation helps our brain become much more tolerant of, I don't feel good right now. Mm, That's okay. It's okay not to feel good all the time. Yes. So I want to jump back just one second, but you're exactly right. And I think people are so afraid of feeling uncomfortable right. because it's, there's nothing fun about it. So you said EMDR and brain... Brain spotting. Brain spotting. They're both, they're both um, alternative trauma treatments. So I might have said when we've done another podcast, I don't remember. But I have not seen talk therapy be that helpful for trauma. That's just not my experience. Okay. And I've been doing this for over 20 years. Um, I've seen that we can talk about our grief and our trauma till we've got one foot in the grave and, and it's still the same. So, um, you know, there's, there's different things that have been invented over the past, I don't know, 30, 40 years that we have different ways of accessing trauma in the brain um, in a place called the limbic system. And so things like EMDR and brain spotting are really helpful for that. And there's a lot of therapists out there that do it. We do it here at BCP, but you can also look it up on Psychology Today and, and search that for therapists near you. Interesting. Okay, that yeah. is a that is a, a and not to get too far off topic here, but I didn't know I didn't know what those things were and I wanted right. to make sure the people love to learn about that. Yeah. Um, and also make sure that those were separate things than what was tied to the muse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> another, another plug for you. I know. <laughs> I get one of those. Um, so let's let's sort of sort of bring it in right now. So yeah. for folks who are listening, um, COVID is is going 
this isolation is going, I think, much longer than people sort of expected. Um, and I, just I'm going to pause for a moment. We're having a little bit of a thunderstorm here, so if anybody hears rain or whatever, that's it's not a meditation. Yes. <laughs> it's not a meditation. We didn't turn sound. on an app. It's yeah. Not, we're not doing the app right now. We're actually having a, a thunderstorm here in uh, Durham this afternoon. Um, but it's kind of it is kind of soothing. Yeah. So, but 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 to get back where where we are right now, so people are in isolation. COVID is going uh, longer, I think, than people yeah. expected. They're tired. Um, the kids may or may not be going back. I mean, even, it's funny, I had, I had dinner with a friend, um, and uh, her daughter uh, has been home for a while, uh, From uh, works in uh, another city, um, but has been in North Carolina. And so now, you know, post-college, young woman, and recent retired, and they're living at home. And, you know, they love each other, but, you know, they have very different lives and things like that. So uh, she was saying, uh, telling me, she's like, you know, the daughter was like, well, maybe I need to get another place. She's like, well, we have a second house. You go there, I'll go here. So, you know, it's that kind of thing that's yeah. happening with people. And, you know, I'm hearing people say they're feeling a lot more right now because they are not out and about. And so, like the one I did last week, I had I can't even tell you the number of people that, that, that emailed me or called me or texted me and said, uh, the, the forgiveness thing was hard and it got yeah. people thinking and so they have time to think and they're, they're dealing with these things. So first thing, if you are feeling depressed, anxious, and you haven't tried meditation, then definitely give it a try. And I know we had said at one point, just give it, what, couple minutes oh yeah I mean at first start like at three minutes you know, start as much as you can you want to push push yourself a little bit but three minutes for a week or so is fine then five minutes then ten minutes just keep adding up and um you know I, I probably said this on another podcast that we talked about I know I've said it on my podcast for, since COVID started but we are all triggered around the world right, yeah. at the same yeah. time yeah. And so number one, know that, be aware of that, be, be gentle to yourselves and to others. So if we're feeling more anxious or more depressed or, you know, want to act out or relapse or whatever the case may be, just know that that's normal. It's normal to be upset right now because our brains are hardwired to connect. And most of us are not connecting like we are used to. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's very triggering for people, for sure. But then the other piece that I want to comment on, which I think you and I were talking about before we started, is, you know, do we control our thoughts or do our thoughts control us? Do we control our feelings or do our feelings control us? Right. And that's kind of a, a very much an interrelated answer to, if you think about thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, well, they all affect each other. The one that we know we can control is behavior, like that one for sure. I, I can either go get a gun and shoot that, or I can not get a gun and shoot that. Right. I mean, those are like definitive things I can definitely do. Um, thoughts and feelings, we do have some control over, but we don't have 100% control over. So again, it's getting to that place of noticing, oh, I feel this, or oh, I was just thinking that, and just, okay, that's fine. Just let that be, and it'll pass. Even especially if it's negative. Um, but we are not, we are not our thoughts and feelings. We are our behaviors, right. and and our feelings um, really affect 
so much. And when we think about feelings, we can think about our behavior definitely can affect our thoughts and feelings in a, in a positive way or a negative way. So really we want to start trying to, quote, control what we can, and that would be with behavior. So if we are thinking about something that's not helpful, we can notice it. That's where mindfulness meditation comes in is, oh, I noticed it sooner, so I didn't ruminate over it for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then I can redirect my thoughts. Same thing with feelings. Our feelings need to be honored. Mm -hmm. And so when we're feeling something, even if it's painful, like grief, we, we need to allow that to happen and, and make some deep grief connections and yeah, try to work I, I on that. I said early on in a podcast about the, the fear that was coming when this was in the onset of it. And I said, uh, this is something that a therapist said to me many years ago, you can have the feeling or it can have you. And I was talking mm-hmm. about fear. And as I've gone over the last, uh, forward in the last 13 weeks, I'm realizing that's a little harder to do. It's a little harder to do. Um, shifting gears as we're uh, coming toward the end here, and there's so many things on YouTube um, about manifesting your best life um you can you can win the lottery you can you your brain is is energy and all of these things and you can you uh, listen to this seven hour sleep meditation and reprogram your brain is it possible to reprogram the brain like that does it does a sub or is that going into the subconscious does it work that way or is that is this all just sort of kind of hype, or does it depend on the individual? I mean, I think first, I can't, I don't know that I really can comment on some of those things because I haven't like read the research on mm-hmm. it or anything. But I do believe that our unconscious and subconscious is very important. So what we put in our brains does affect us for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that much we know. Um, again, I can't comment on any of those specific things, but we do have ways, yes, that we can healthily or unhealthily influence our, our brains and kind of what it is processing. Interesting. Yeah, because I talked about last week, uh, um, uh, I hate to repeat the story, but you, you haven't heard it. So I had been concerned about people breaking into cars in our neighborhood, just kind of rummaging through cars. And I had mentioned it several times. And uh, oddly enough, it happened to my car. <laughs> and I'm like... Did yeah. I, did I think that? Put that energy out there. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people really definitely, definitely believe that. Um, and I certainly believe there's a lot that I don't know sure. that has to do with energy. That's that's for sure. Um, but we do know, and I know you've talked about this on your podcast before, and you and I have mentioned it that. Again, our thoughts are very powerful. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, can we control the world by what we're thinking? I would probably say no. But but can we control how we feel and and do our thoughts determine our behaviors? Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, but still thoughts are going to come in our mind that we weren't looking for or asking for, and that's okay. And I guess I'm really thinking about, like, fantasies and things like that. Or, or if we're ill-wishing something against someone, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're a bad person right. or something. It just means that we might be having a negative feeling, and that's how it's, it's playing out, and that's okay. So the, the, the challenge or maybe the issue would be if we have that and we stay in that place with those negatives. Yeah, if we have that and then we, we either stay in it or beat ourselves up and feel shame. Because we had it. That, that's, gonna, that's clearly going to be a, a pattern of the brain that you can see that that's a brain pattern. That's, that, 
that train track in the brain is, is, is being used frequently. But if we notice it and go, oh, wow, I just had a really nasty thought about so-and-so. Um, okay, you know, that, I don't really wish that they were dead. That's not a very nice thing. Let me just redirect my thoughts and what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're all human. We, we, we all have people that you know, we get angry at and these things happen and that sort of thing. It's like I said last week, I said, I'm not very vindictive, but my imagination can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And your imagination is part of you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yes. I guess what we're talking about is just being conscious. Yeah. It's really just increasing our awareness and, and ability to be conscious. And meditation's great for that. Um, Neurofeedback's helpful because all these things help slow our brain down so that we can be more conscious. Yeah, and so conscious, we were talking again before we started about conscious is the big word right now, conscious, so, which is really awareness. For me, it's a big word. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that anybody else would agree with that. <laughs> I, I hear it a lot. I yeah. mean, you know, okay, I, good. Again, we'll go back to Eckhart Tolle and oh, yeah. all, all these different motivational speakers yeah. and you know, there's the conscious mind and there's the ego and there's the subconscious and sure. all these different layers that make up who we are. So it seems like it is kind of a kind of thing at all. And everyone's waking up and everyone's becoming more conscious now yeah. during this time of COVID, which is why, you know, um, I think it's good to have this conversation today yeah. because if people are in more of a mindfulness, it's like, oh, I'm more mindful. What do I do with it kind of thing? Well, meditation is a good place to start. Yeah, that and also, I think about it also like relationships. So, I mean, since our relationships for a lot of people have have really been just affected like we're not around people as much so you you know it makes sense to me to be more conscious with who are the people that you're going to choose to zoom with or choose you know who you're going to be intentional about connecting with in some manner yeah and, and last question um and i just want to put this out here for folks who reached out from last week's um, it, uh, the, the title was, How's That Anger Working For You? But it was really about forgiveness. And I'm assuming that meditation can help with letting go. Because a couple people said, I just, I can't forgive this person. I can't mm. forgive this situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not a counselor. I don't pretend to be a counselor. And so I just, you know, wish them the very best and said, it's, it's a journey, you know, for, for yeah. everyone. Um, but can meditation help with that? Can, can that help? someone release that so that they can kind of get rid of that possibly? I don't, I don't know about that necessarily. Yeah. I don't see why not. But, I mean, it definitely helps the brain be more comfortable being uncomfortable and being angry is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't um, know. I've, I've been angry a lot. Sometimes it feels pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> that can happen Sorry. too. I've kind of lived in that world for a yeah. while. Like, I'm holding on to this because I like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that... Um, that's a really interesting thing to think about. The way I think about forgiveness is that it really has nothing to do with the other person. It has to do with us. Yeah. And so people or myself, when we're having a hard time forgiving, that means that there's something that we feel about ourselves that's really at work there. It's much less about the other person. Right, exactly. So that's I think that's really the work to do. Can mindfulness help with that? Sure, because I think... Being mindful is going to, um, again, it's going to deepen our awareness about ourselves and others and, you know, what we really want to be spending time with. Yeah, and boy, sometimes it's really hard to hold up that mirror and start looking inside, isn't it? That's, yeah, it's that's easier to challenge. blame. Yeah. It's what? It's easier to blame other people, oh, for yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. Oof, that's a, that's, that's a tough, tough thing. Well, Dr. Carl, I appreciate your time and always good to visit with you, and I hope that... Uh, 
you folks out there have found this interesting. So just to sort of summarize, uh, uh, let's try to meditate. Um, give it a shot if you haven't if you haven't done it. I can tell you I personally uh, do it every day. It uh, helps calm me a lot. And uh, I'm going to take a moment and ask you, please subscribe again on uh, Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify so I can start monetizing some of these commercials we're doing <laughs> on here. So, Dr. Caldwell, thank you again so much for being with Thanks, me Thanks, Tim. Great to see you. And please, everyone, check out my podcast, Sex in the Bull City, as well, if you want to learn about relationships and connecting with others. All right. Thanks so much. This is Tim